0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. Let's go, Jayhawks fans. Let's go. How about that, Kansas Jayhawks fans? Your Kansas Jayhawks pulled off a Big upset on the road in Morgantown, West Virginia on Saturday night. It was a 55-42 overtime win over the Mountaineers. And what a win it was. And I just got a really quick – sorry, I'm patting myself on the back over here. I was one of the only people in America that said the Kansas Jayhawks would start their football season 2-0. I was the only – One of the only ones in America that said Kansas would beat West Virginia on the road. I said it on the podcast last week. I made a personal bet. Now that that's legal in Kansas, I can say that. Uh, I I wagered on the Jayhawks. I said that they were going to win outright. So I'm very excited about the Kansas Jayhawks. Still, going in to West Virginia... And pulling off that big upset. So let's get into it. Let's get into what happened in the game. How did KU pull off this upset? Now, KU going into the week against West Virginia was a 13 and a half point underdog. By the time the game kicked off, they were a 14 point underdog on the road. They were going for their, now, now they're 2 0 for the first time since 2011. First time they've been 1-0 starting the conference since 2009. It's been tough sledding for KU. It's the first time they won their conference road opener since 2008. Yeah, there's been some firsts for the Jayhawks this year. 14-point underdog on the road at West Virginia. What do they care? They don't. They went out and won the game. But it wasn't all peaches and roses from the opening kickoff like it was against Tennessee Tech in week one. In week one against Tennessee Tech, they just started the game out dominant. They never let up. They blew them out. It wasn't like that against West Virginia. We knew it was going to be a hard-fought battle, didn't we? It was a road game. It was a road Big 12 game. It's not going to be easy no matter where you play. So we knew it was going to be tough and started out that way. West Virginia jumped out to a 14-0 lead. They were ahead 14-0 at the end of the first quarter. And the Jayhawks couldn't get on the board. They just, offensively, they started a little bit slow. But then, in the second quarter, the Kansas offense woke up. Led by, yes, quarterback Jalen Daniels. The running back duo of Devin Neal and Daniel Highshaw. they came alive. And you know what they did? You know what these Kansas Jayhawks did on offense? They scored on five consecutive possessions, spanning from the early second quarter through the early fourth quarter. Five straight possessions, they scored a touchdown. Incredible. Jalen Daniels, Devin Neal, Daniel Hyshaw, they were out there dominating the West Virginia defense. And not just them, the offensive line. They showed up big time. West Virginia was pushing around Pitt. They were only allowing two yards per carry when they played Pitt in week one. The Jayhawks, they came out there ready to play. But the scoring all started. It was in the second quarter. It was actually the first play of the second quarter when Daniels threw a 10-yard touchdown pass to tight end Mason Fairchild to get the Jayhawks on the board. 14-7. Yep. You just got to get that first touchdown to get things rolling. Then what happened after that in the second quarter? Both teams just kept scoring, kept scoring, kept scoring. They traded scores twice, including two touchdowns from Neal. So that gave the Mountaineers a 28-21 lead at halftime. So going into halftime, the Jayhawks were feeling confident. They were rolling on offense. The defense struggled a little bit in the first half. Allowing 28 points. You don't like to see that, but it is what it is. The Jayhawk offense picked them up in that second quarter. And that's what you needed to see going into halftime. They were down by seven, but you know what? Coming out of halftime, KU getting the ball first. And you know what happens? Daniel Highshaw gets in on the action. Scoring a three-yard touchdown to tie it up 28-28 to start the second half. And then you know what happened? A funny thing happened. The momentum stayed on the Jayhawks' side. The defense got a stop to start the second half. And then what happens? Devin Neal gets back in the end zone for a three-yard touchdown run of his own to give KU their first lead of the game. Now, they wouldn't hold on to this lead through to the rest of it. But you know what? The Mountaineers had to come back. KU had them on the ropes late in the fourth quarter. The defense once again couldn't quite hold on. West Virginia converted on a couple of third downs on their final drive. And then they ended up scoring a touchdown and got the two point conversion with 35 seconds left in regulation. So that happened. The KU defense has some things to work on. There's no doubt about that. I'm sure they're going to be hitting it practice all week. So that was that. 42 42. At the end of regulation, KU did get the ball back with about 30 seconds left in the game. But Lance Leipold decided to take a knee instead of potentially putting Jalen Daniels in a spot where he could have thrown an interception deep in their territory. If that would have happened or if there would have been a fumble, West Virginia would have been able to at least kick a field goal attempt. For the potential win in regulation. So I I don't mind the fact that they kneeled down at the end of the game. They took it to overtime. Safe play. I don't mind that at all. And then comes overtime. The overtime. All Kansas fans were, I'm sure, at least in my house, on the edge of my couch. I'm sure all you guys were doing the same. Could not wait to see what was going to happen. The coin toss happened. West Virginia won the coin toss, no big deal. They let Kansas get the ball on offense first. So what's going to happen? West Virginia, is their defense going to finally step up and stop the Jayhawks? No, that's not going to happen. KU converts, gets a first down early on in overtime. Then they get down into the goal to go. It's third and goal. You're wondering what's going to happen if they don't get in the end zone. Are they going to kick a field goal? Are they going to go for it on fourth and goal? Well, you know what? They didn't have to make that decision. Daniels hit Quentin Skinner in the back of the end zone on third and goal to put the Jayhawks ahead 49-42. KU fans going crazy. They kept showing this one little tiny section of Jayhawk fans there in Morgantown. It was incredible. I love seeing fans on the road going crazy for their their team, especially when it's supposed to be a 14-point win for West Virginia. And now KU's leading 49-42 in overtime. Then it was West Virginia's turn. West Virginia had a struggle there on their first down, incomplete pass, not a big deal. Well, on second down, here's what happens. KU gets a strip sack, what looked like a strip sack, and picks up the fumble. It looks like the game's over. It looks like Kansas won the game, 49-42. The referees go and review the play, which... Happens occasionally. They said the quarterback's arm, JT Daniels, from West Virginia was going forward. They called it an incomplete pass. KU fans excited. KU players looked like they were excited, thought the game was over. They have to go back out on the field for third down. You know what happens? They're ready to go. It was the very next play, right after the referees overturned the fumble. They called it an incomplete pass. The next play, or JT Daniels, excuse me. Looks to his left, telegraphs the pass, and it was Kobe Bryant, the Hawk Mamba, who sealed the deal with an interception. Not only did he seal the deal with an interception, he takes it to the house. Kobe Bryant, all the way to the end zone. The Hawk Mamba to the house for the Kansas 55-42 win over West Virginia. KU goes into the game, a 14-point underdog. They win it by 13 in overtime. That was the first, by the way. That was the first 13-point overtime win since Central Michigan did it in 1998. There's not often a scenario where a team wins by 13 in overtime. You don't usually see the pick six to end the game. You don't usually see a fumble where a guy returns it for a touchdown. Usually, They'll jump on a fumble game over. Usually interception, they'll slide. They don't want to risk it. Kobe Bryant had a wide open sideline. He took it to the house. He waved goodbye to the crowd. He waved goodbye to the cheerleaders as he was running by them. It was incredible. Now I want to talk a little bit more about Kobe Bryant just for a second. Kobe Bryant, the Hawk Mamba, had the play of the game, the play to remember at the end of the game, the pick six to seal it. He was named Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week. Congrats to Kobe Bryant on that. A, a couple of other good defensive performances. I kind of skipped over that. I was talking about the offense because they did so well. The defense does need a little bit of help, but there was a couple standouts. One, Rich Miller, a senior who came over to Kansas with Lance pulled from Buffalo. 12 tackles, including seven t- solo tackles. Incredible effort from Rich Miller. Kenny Logan Jr., the returning All-American. Preseason All-American, excuse me. Ten tackles, three solo tackles. Incredible job by Kenny Logan Jr. They're going to be relying on him continually throughout the season. You had Craig Young, the transfer from Ohio. Ohio State, excuse me. The Buckeye transfer. Seven tackles, two pass breakups. These are things to build on for the Kansas defense. And that is something to build on going into their next game when they play Houston and I'm going to talk about this game against Houston coming up right
1: after a word from our sponsors hey what's up guys Pete Mundo owner of Heartland College Sports Uh, the wait's over if you are in Kansas you know that sports betting is here it's officially live it's just in time for the NFL season of course college season has been underway so here's the deal if you are a listener of this show here's what you got to do You can get $200 in free bets from DraftKings by just betting $5 on anything. It's their way of saying thanks and celebrating with you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code HCS for Heartland College Sports to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code HCS. Gambling problem? Getting help's your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 plus physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as is free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com/kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino.
0: All right, now it's on to Houston for the Kansas Jayhawks, looking to attempt another upset on the road against the Cougars, who are a solid team but they just fell out of the top 25 after an overtime loss to Texas Tech and Houston, you may have a problem. The Kansas Jayhawks are riding off an overtime victory starting the season 2-0 for the first time since 2011, sitting atop the Big 12 standings at 1-0 for the first time in I don't know how long. I don't know if they've ever sat atop the Big 12 standings at 1-0, to be perfectly honest. Because that win against the Mountaineers happened in Week 2. Usually, the conference schedule doesn't start until a little bit later in September. Maybe early October. So, this is new territory for the Kansas Jayhawks. But, Houston has started out a little bit slow this season. It took triple overtime for Houston to beat the University of Texas-San Antonio a team that I still don't really know much about, but they shouldn't be having a game where it goes into triple overtime to beat UTSA at home. They shouldn't. And then they went to play at Texas Tech, a team that I wouldn't say is near the top of the Big 12 this year. I'd say that they're a middle-of-the-road team. But they did take the Red Raiders to double overtime on the road, but they did lose the game. 33 So the Houston Cougars, despite starting the season in the top 20, despite being ranked in the top 25 going into week two, they are now on the outside looking in. A slow start to the season for the Cougars. But despite all that, they are still a 10.5 point favorite against the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, I'm not sure I like that. For the Houston Cougars. I'm really liking that if I'm the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, I said earlier in the podcast, I picked the Kansas Jayhawks to win outright last week against West Virginia. I did. They were a 14-point underdog to West Virginia last week. That was easy money to me. That was picking the Jayhawks to beat the spread last week. That was easy. This week against Houston, a 10.5-point favorite. 10.5-point dogs. Your Kansas Jayhawks. I like that for Kansas. I think they're going to cover the spread. Do I think they're going to win? I'll tell you guys at the end of the podcast. But I think they're going to cover the spread of 10.5 points. I do. Going into the season, I actually thought that Kansas was going to lose to Houston this week. I thought it was going to be their first loss. You guys know I thought they were going to start the season 2-0, and which happened. The Jayhawks are 2-0 and on the season but I did think that they were going to lose in week three to the Houston Cougars. We'll see what happens. But this, I know about the Kansas Jayhawks. They have an offense that can score at will right now. Your Kansas Jayhawks are the number one scoring team in college football, averaging 55 and a half points per game going into the season. Did you think, Going into the season, heading into week three at Houston, Kansas would be number one in scoring offense in the nation. Even as an optimistic Jayhawks supporter and podcaster, I didn't see that coming, but I'm very happy about this development. Jalen Daniels, once again, showing he can make plays not only with his arm, but with his legs as well. Able to move the Jayhawks up and down the field. Scoring on five consecutive possessions against West Virginia was very impressive. I think they're going to be able to do that again. I think they're going to be able to score. The offensive line proved that they can push people around. West Virginia is no slums. They don't have a bad defensive front. They had a a pretty good defensive front, honestly. They held Pittsburgh to two yards per carry in their first game, and then Kansas went out and had a heyday. So I think Kansas is going to do just fine on the offensive side of the ball. The defense still has some work to do. They do. But I think they're going to be just fine as the season goes along. There is something I wanted to point out here, a quick side note on Jalen Daniels. He was just added to the Davy O'Brien award watch list. What that means, for those who don't know, that is the most prestigious quarterback award in college football, and it goes to the nation's best quarterback at the end of the season. Jalen Daniels was just added to that watch list today as I'm recording this podcast. So congrats to him on getting on the Davy O'Brien award watch list. That is very impressive. Of course, if you're leading a team to 55.5 points a game. That's going to happen. Now they're going to Houston to try to pull off another upset. You know what Jalen Daniels also said? This was really cool. Hats off to the Kansas Athletic Department and their social media team. They have a video posted on their Twitter page of Jalen Daniels and Coach Lance Leipold walking to the middle of the field together after the Jayhawks win on Saturday against West Virginia, enjoying the win, hugging it out. And then Daniels looks to the camera and he says, this is a new era. This is a new era. They aren't going anywhere. That's what he said. And it gave me chills watching it. It's giving me chills thinking about it because I agree with Jalen Daniels. This is not your 2010-2021 to Kansas Jayhawks. This is a team that if they win at Houston on Saturday, they will hit their over on total wins for the season. Going into the season, their win total was set at 2.5 by the odds makers. One more win this season, they'll be over that. Like Daniel said, it's a new era for Kansas football. The Jayhawks are going to be out to prove that again on Saturday in Houston. And you know what? You know what, Jayhawks fans? I think they can do it. Going into the season, I was not sure. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if Kansas could go to Houston and get a road win, especially after a big road win In West Virginia, at Morgantown. Rough environment. Tough place to play at night. KU went in there and won it in overtime. Going to Houston for an afternoon game. 4 p.m. kickoff. Kind of a weird time for a kickoff, but whatever. I think they'll be able to handle themselves on the road just fine after that game against West Virginia. They are not going to be scared going to Houston. They are ten and a half point underdogs. they're gonna be looking at that all week at practice, thinking they're they don't think they're underdogs. America still thinks they're the underdog, and they're taking that. they're running with that you You hear it every week, oh, Kansas, this is just a fluke oh yeah they they beat Tennessee Tech, eh, they should beat Tennessee Tech, oh, they beat West Virginia, oh, that was pretty lucky. They probably shouldn't have beat West Virginia. That was a lucky win. Well, you know what? After they go out to Houston, after they go play as a ten-and-a-half-point underdog against the Cougars on Saturday, people are not going to be saying that about the Jayhawks anymore. Your Kansas Jayhawks are going to win it, 35-31. to 31. They're going to win it outright. Forget the ten-and-a-half points. They're covering that. They're going to come out again with the win. At Houston, they're going to be 3-0 and for the first time in I don't know how long. I didn't even look up that stat. I'm sorry about that. Bad job by me. I should have done that. But they're going to hit their over on win total in week three. They're going to start the season 3-0. and And you know what? They're going to be coming back to David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium, to play Duke as an undefeated team. Houston may have dropped out of the top 25, but you know what? Kansas is going to be knocking on the door after they beat Houston. They're going to be receiving votes heading into their next home game when Duke rolls into town. Duke's looked pretty good this year, but you know what? We're not talking about Duke right now. We're talking about Kansas going to Houston and getting another win, another upset on the road, back-to-back weeks, coming out on top, starting the season 3-0. and That's what we're talking about right now. And I think that's going to about do it for this episode today. Thank you for listening. Get at me on Twitter, at Jayhawker You can get at me on my personal Twitter, at Mark the Overseer. We can keep this conversation going. I'm excited about the game on Saturday on ESPNU, 4 o'clock Kansas time. Let's go. Let's get that win at Houston. Let's get another upset win, and let's take it to 3-0. and coming back to Lawrence, Kansas next weekend. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can check out my latest article on the Jayhawks talking about that big upset win over West Virginia, talking about how Houston's about to have a problem this week. You can check that out at heartlandcollegesports.com and see everything that's going on there with Heartland College Sports. Until next time, rock chalk. Jayhawk. hawk